All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Last night, we were um, one of the only people to break the news to you that U.S. and British forces were going to start bombing Yemen. Uh, the only thing we got wrong last night was that, uh, because I had sources um, uh, contacting me saying that it was going to happen, the only thing we got wrong last night was we thought Joe Biden was going to give some sort of an address to the nation, but... Apparently, it was past his bedtime. He had already had his milk, put on his, you know, his footy pajamas and crawled in the bed. And Jill put the rails up so he wouldn't fall out. But uh, but other than that, we had it spot on last night. And it certainly did happen. U.S. and uh, British forces bond Houthi rebels in Yemen. And um, it's a, a lot is going off. Uh, and, and the... Um, the Houthis are vowing swift and strong retaliation for what happened with this. Now, here are the Houthi rebels. Listen, listen to what Joe Biden said about the Houthi rebels. Here we go. Here's the resident in chief, Joe Biden. I think they are. So she asked him if Biden um, thought that the Houthis were terrorist, were a terrorist group. And Joe Biden said, I think they are. But wait a minute. Hold on just a second. Go back to the first day that he was in office. You see, Donald Trump had declared the Houthi rebels as a terrorist organization. Do you know what Joe Biden did? And this is according to NBC News. NBC News. February 5th, 2021. Biden administration to remove Houthis from terrorist list, reversing another Trump policy. The last minute decision by the Trump administration to designate the group that controls 80 percent of Yemen territories was widely condemned by international organizations. And now look what they've been doing. They're attacking ships. They're uh, they're, they're, there. This this is the whole reason There's a whole reason that the United States Marines were recommissioned. Did you know that this stuff? From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli, you had the pirates that were attacking ships that were headed to and from the United States. So the United States government recommissioned the United States Marine Corps, and that's when they sprung into action, and they've been there ever since. So Joe Biden, February the 5th, took the Houthi rebels off the terror list, the list that Donald Trump put them on. 
And now look what they're doing. Now, uh, uh, Kirby was asked about this. Boy, this guy has been, oh, he's been, uh, <laughs> he's been having a, he's been having a pretty tough day. We, we do have to ask this because in February of 2021, Secretary Blinken actually revoked the terror designation of the Houthis, saying in a statement that yeah. the decision was a recognition of the dire humanitarian situation in Yemen at the time. What do you make of this decision and does it need to be reconsidered? A humanitarian situation which is not completely alleviated, obviously. Um, so what I'll tell you is that uh, we're reviewing that designation right now. We haven't made up a decision about whether we're going to revoke it or not or change it again uh, or not. Or, or not. Uh, but I can tell you we're looking at that real hard. Uh, again, the Houthis have a decision to make, um, and they need to make the right one now, uh, certainly in the wake of these strikes uh, last night. <laughs> these people. These people. Nah, we're going to look at it. How much you want to guarantee they they don't? How much you want to guarantee they keep the Houthi rebels off of the terror watch list? Good gracious. These people. These people. Meanwhile, in Yemen, millions, and I am talking about people as far as the eye could see, showed up to protest American and British forces Launching strikes in Yemen, and I mean millions of people. That's not even an exaggeration. Millions of people showed up. And what we're actually hearing is that Blinken tipped off the rebels that this was going to happen. Now, that's not unusual, at least for this administration. Remember, it was uh, uh, General Milley who said that if Donald Trump was going to do anything against China, he was going to give them advanced warning. Now, let's just imagine this, just for a minute. Let's imagine uh, World War II. You're out, you know, you're out in the battlefield, and your unit is going to go strike the Germans the next morning at dawn. So in the middle of the night, you scurry around and you go over to your buddy over in, in, in the German trenches and you go, hey, my unit is going to attack your unit at dawn. Just wanted to give you the heads up. What, what would happen to that soldier? They'd be court-martialed, probably executed on the battlefield. But no, 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 no. If you're a member of the Biden administration, if you are a member of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, well, then you can do exactly the same thing. You can tell your enemy that you're about to strike for humanitarian reasons. Listen, let me tell you what. These rules of engagement that we have in this country are absolutely mind-bogglingly stupid. You don't tell your enemy that you're about to strike, which is exactly what we hear that Anthony Blinken did, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if that were absolutely the truth. So do I think something is going to happen and relatively soon? Absolutely. Do I think, and some people are even asking the question, do we have cells here in the United States that are going to do things? The answer to that, more than likely. But even Marjorie Taylor Greene is is coming up, and, and, and rightfully so, because we're not supposed to get into these skirmishes without congressional approval. Now, you might remember when Donald Trump killed Soleimani and he sent that one, what was it? Was it, a, it was a drone strike, wasn't it? And he killed Soleimani. Oh, the liberals lost their minds. 
Oh, no, no, no. You have to get you have to get congressional approval before you do anything like that. We've got to impeach Donald Trump immediately. Now, remember this. Remember this. This is Joe Biden in a tweet that he put out during the Trump administration. Let's be clear. Donald Trump does not have the authority to take us to war with Iran without congressional approval. That was in 2020. He said a president should never take this nation to war without the informed consent of the American people. And what did he do last night? Hypocrites, one and all. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, uh, when was it? Was it last night? Night before? I think it was the night, night before. Um, we found out that Nick Saban was retiring from the Crimson Tide of Alabama. And you could, you could hear the, the, the cries. You could hear the wails of anguish when, when Nick Saban announced his retirement. But they have really worked very quickly to get a new um, coach at Alabama. And that is Kalen DeBoer. He is formerly of Washington. He is going to be the new head coach of Alabama. There was a lot of speculation that it was going to be Dabo Swinney. And what? I mean, in, and I was having this conversation with somebody, forget who it was, yesterday. It's like, I think it was the boss. It's like, you know, Nick Saban was making what? $15 million a year at Alabama? And that's pretty good, Jack. And there was talk about Kirby Smart going to uh, the coach from Georgia going over to Alabama, but he's making a little over twelve. I mean, it, at that point, is three million dollars really that much more money? Is it? I mean, is that? I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway, Kirby Smart's got a uh, a dynasty that he's building in Georgia, and this guy, uh, Kalen DeBoer, like I said, is going to be the new head coach of Alabama. So we will see what happens with with that team uh, coming up next year. Okay, don't you hate it? Don't you just hate all of these streaming services that are out there now? So my wife uh, found this um, kind of a quirky uh, show that she wants to start watching. But guess what? It's on Hulu. So now we got to go get the trial subscription to Hulu. And then if we like it and it goes past 30 days, we're going to have to subscribe to Hulu. And you got to to subscribe to Netflix and you got to subscribe to Hulu and you got to subscribe. I mean, when you look and the reason that people stream is so they could save money from cable. But now we got all these streaming services that you have to pay for. And it is really a pain in the butt. So you hear you, there's a game coming up you want to see. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, man, I can't watch this guy. You know, I can't wait to see this guy. Oh, Oh, crap, it's on Peacock. Well, now I got to go get Peacock. 
They are they five dollar you to death. Oh, it's only five dollars a month. It's only five dollars a month. That's all it is. Five, six, seven dollars a month. I mean, we know Netflix is raising their prices. Well, there's one congressman that is absolutely sick and tired of it. Uh, congressman Pat Ryan. Um, apparently, the NFL and uh, NBC have kind of pulled a bait and switch thing. Bait and switch. NBC has announced that uh, tomorrow's playoff game between the Chiefs and the Dolphins will be aired exclusively on Peacock, forcing fans to pay for yet another streaming service if they want to watch the Mahomes uh, watch Mahomes uh, duel Tua. Millions of loyal fans already play, pay for NBC as part of their cable package, making this double charge even more egregious. I agree with them. I'm so tired of that crap. Oh, you want to watch? Oh, you want to watch Tombstone? Oh, you got to go to what was it? I guess that was over on Peacock, wasn't it? For a while. How many streaming dang services are there? Well, that's kind of the thing that's it's crazy about it is because it wasn't streaming supposed to be this grand savior from cable television. Exactly. And now it's more of a thorn in our sides. It's, it's yeah. It's just more money, more money, more money. And that's and well, and I think that might be one of the large problems is you see a lot of these large old cable companies coming in and starting their own streaming service yeah. and they see the cash grab. Oh and, yeah. You know, and so then it's every every other streaming service sees the cash grab and it's just this never ending cycle. And and well here's the thing, God um uh Tombstone was or Yellowstone was actually over on Paramount Plus. Yep. So then you get all right, so you got your Paramount. Okay, good. I can wa- wait a minute, hold on. I can't watch it on Paramount. I gotta go to Paramount Plus. Oh wait a minute! No, it's not there. I got to got to go to Paramount Plus Plus Plus. Right. Oh wait a minute! I got to go to Paramount Plus Extra. Uh, yeah, just, and, uh, you know, it's and exhausting. It's, what Netflix Plus and Disney Plus yeah. and just you know you throw it's a plus Apple it's so- Plus. Yeah, you throw a plus at something and it's just automatically better. You know, Cha-ching. it's worth more yeah, money. It's, <laughs> that's so much crap, though. I mean, that is such marketing right there. It oh, is. Hey, no, it's not Apple. It's Apple Plus. Right. It's not Disney. It's Disney Plus. Right. You thought Apple was good. Yeah. Now we got it plus. Here's what that means. It's not Disney Plus. It's Disney Plus. You pay more money. That, that's, that's exactly all it, is. it. They left that sentence out. It's Disney Plus. You pay more money. Disney Plus. Watch watch yeah. us while we fleece you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's It's absolutely horrible. Um, so anyway, Congressman Pat Ryan said it is absolutely, absolutely ridiculous that my constituents who already pay for NBC to have to pay even more to watch this game. How much more prob- uh, profit do Roger Goodell and the N- and NBC need to make at the expense of hardworking Americans before they're satisfied? I mean, even if you look at it, SEC, the SEC next year is going to ESPN. And there were people all over this country that, that could get those games just with a pair of rabbit ears or one of the, the digital uh, antennas that you have. You used to be able to get and that was free. You get it for free. Remember when television used to be free? You didn't have to pay for it. You didn't have to, oh, three channels. You watch what the hell's on. You might have a fourth channel if you go to the UHF and you go, you know, the, the big channels would go click, 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 and the UHF would go it's like it's like tumblers on a on on a safe, and, and and inevitably the UHF knob would fall off, 
So I had to go get a pair of needle nose pliers to change the channel. Will has no idea what I'm talking about there. And then when your big console TV went out, what did you do? You went, <laughs> you went out and you bought a smaller TV and you put that on top of the console TV. That's just the way things worked back in the day. Jog on it. And I liked it. And I do actually have a little experience with the old console televisions because that's what my grandparents had. And that's what we used to go. No, that didn't hurt. Yeah. No, it was was Dacusville. (laughs) Yeah. um, And, and, you know, they had the little Nintendo, the original Nintendo. And that was, you know, we didn't didn't understand how cool all the, they, you know, they had a a, a cornfield and all this stuff. And we didn't get how cool all that was. And we would sit in and we'd play the Nintendo on this big console television. And it was the coolest thing. It my, was. My uncle, when I was a kid, he um, he was doing pretty well. He, he got out of the Air Force and he started to work for the state of Georgia. He uh, was making a little bit of money. He had a console television that had a record changer in it and a liquor cabinet on the end. Huh? You know, huh? I, I, that's huh? awesome. I that was... oh, I miss the old kind of what the old. I wish you know anybody, any entrepreneurs out there that want to take this one. If you do build in like with all the new tech, one of those yeah. old looking consoles where you could still do your vinyls and your tape uh, deck. Yeah. Might be cool. Might be somebody cool. like me would buy it. Oh, speaking of that, you know what some Gen Zers are doing? There's a new career that a lot of Gen Zers are looking at. I'll tell you what that is coming up next. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. All right. Um, I know. I know that a lot of times on this show, we give Gen Z a lot of grief. And some of it, well, all of it that we give, we don't give grief just for the, you know, the sake of giving grief. We give grief for particular grievances that we have with people. Um, But we do, we give Gen Z a lot of grief. And it's deserved in a lot of, in all all the counts. But anyway, but what I want to say is don't fully give up on this group of people. Don't fully give up on Gen Z because these folks are going through something right now. So let's just sit back. Let's just sit back and watch and see how a lot of this plays out. And I'm not talking about it. And it's a good thing. Okay. Because right now, a lot of people are reporting that something is going on in the Gen Z generation, and it's a religious revival. But wasn't it this church up in Anderson? Didn't they have like 500, or maybe it was more than that, 500 people baptized here recently? Remember in Kentucky, that one church, they started out with one little prayer service, and somebody started praying, and then all of a sudden, it just Bloomed and like twenty thousand people had showed up and, and uh, throughout the weekend and they had to uh, they they had to have traffic control and all of that and they were, it was just amazing to see you were seeing this revival happen now the mainstream media isn't reporting on this because they don't want to because they hate the fact that it's happening but a lot of these Gen Zers are turning to faith. 
some of them for the first time. Um, this week, a TikTok from the fall. Now, this is a couple of months ago. But this week, it really gained traction. So um, there was a TikTok from the fall. It's resurfaced showing a young girl, looks to be in her early 20s, sitting alone in a large, empty church with her knees up as the sound of someone playing a piano echoes throughout the church. The caption read, 2023 hits so hard, I turn to religion. Now, this was posted back in October, so just a couple months ago. Then another TikTok had this, oh, and it was the same TikTok. It said, I started praying. I got baptized. I went to church for the first time in my life. What's going on? That little video that was posted on TikTok got 2.1 million views. And 382,000 likes. That was on TikTok. And I know we hate TikTok, uh, TikTok as well. But remember, all things can be used for good. All things can be used for good. And now we're hearing that Gen Z, a lot of these young Gen Z women, you know what their career goal is? It's not to become a lawyer. It's not to get out into the corporate world. It's not... They want to be housewives. It's a new thing. They call it they call it different. They call it trad wives, trad standing for traditional. They want to be traditional wives. This woman, Hannah Neeleman, uh, Utah-based cattle farmer and mother of eight, is the most popular Instagram trad wife, a growing category of social media influencers who reject the not-so-traditional nine-to-five workforce in favor of homeschooling their kids homemaking, and running a family business. Though her content is entirely wholesome, she and other trad wives' accounts aren't without controversy. Um, in the case of the Ballerina Farm, followers recently uncovered that Daniel Neeleman, uh, uh, Hannah's husband, is the son uh, founder of, uh, well, the son of former CEO, JetBlue, JetBlue CEO, uh, with a worth of about $400 million. But even he's gone into the homesteading lifestyle. Her kitchen stove is, um, anyway, a lot of people are coming down on this woman, but a lot of these people, just like we had yesterday, we had um, Anna Sokolovsky in Homestead Living Magazine. A lot of people of all walks of life are trying to get back to connect, connect is, uh, to what is good, connect to what is pure, connect to what is really and truly important, like homeschooling your kids, like homesteading, like being traditional, like traditional values. And if Gen Zers want to do this, God bless you. Yeah, they're going to put their own spin on it. Of course they are. Of course they're going to do that. But I say let them. Let them do it. I'm, I'm all for that. I would rather see somebody, uh, and I'm not on, on, on TikTok. I am on Instagram. I love Instagram. And on my Instagram, you're going to find golf, and you're going to find homesteading, and you're going to find Scotch Collies. That's pretty much it, 100%.
But this homesteading community is made up by a lot of these Gen Seers, and good for them. Good for them. That's something that we should celebrate. That, in fact, that's something that we should encourage, not only for them, but for ourselves as well. Just getting back to being self-sufficient. Man, I tell you, there's just there's a lot to it. I mean, we used to we used to live in a um, and I'm I'm doing more of this myself. I'm learning more about how to do things around the house. Things that maybe a couple of years ago I would have just hired somebody to do. But I want to be more self-sufficient. I want to be able to have the skills and the knowledge. I'm actually thinking about learning how to weld. And I'm not ta- and I'm look, I'm not talking about professional welding. I'm not talking about going out and building a ship or something like that. I'm not talking about that stuff. But little repairs around the house that might require um, a welder. What what is the uh, what's the welding? What what's the, uh, what do you call? I can't remember the type of welding that I'm looking at. A MIG or a TIG weld? No, it's not a MIG or a TIG. That's a little more advanced. Um, this is like ah, I can't remember. Is about it that. like using like the JB weld? To, uh, no, that comes out of a tube. I was going to say that's no, pretty easy. Not that. <laughs> not, Lord knows, not that. I can't remember. It's kind of like it's kind of like a glorified, big, uh, serious version of soldering. And that was the next thing I was about yeah. to point to, but I was like, ah, oh, that's a little different. It's but this is like it's like that, but it's not. It's like soldering, but it's on a like a welding level. I can't remember the name of it. Dadgummit. I wish I could. See, that's how little I know about it. That's one of what I want to learn about it. But like you know, I mean, just little things like that that can help you. Um, you certainly need to do that. No, I'm not going to be welding anything that is uber important. You know, or anything. It's not. It's not art. It, uh, um, not it. Is it brazing? No. Somebody says milled MIG welding is the easiest. I'm not talking about gas or anything like that. So, Charlie, I would love to learn how to weld. I wish there was like a Greenville Tech Saturday class for a month to teach you the basic. It's stick welding is what it is. But there's actually somebody online that will um, – that will. Uh, it's called weld, a, weld in a Day. And he can show you how to do some of this stuff. Um, uh, Anthony from Greer said stick welding. Uh, Charlie, for simple home repairs, you probably want a flux core MIG welder. That might be it. It might actually be MIG welding. I might have, I might have been mistaken on that. So, um, Charlie, you need <laughs> – dang it. You need to worry on work on carrying the dog food out of the store. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Without a, a 20-year-old asking me if I need help, there you go. There you go. All right. Flux welding. It's flux welding is what I'm talking about. That's it. Charlie, learn how to build anything with wood, chicken coop, build a wall. Well, let me tell you what I did today. So my neighbor, because I've been looking for a compressor for a while. I've, been, I've never had, and I've had a lot of inflators, but I've never had a compressor. I've always borrowed somebody's compressor. Well, my neighbor the other day came up and he said, hey, do you have a compressor? And I was like, no, I don't have a compressor. He said, you want one? I said, yeah. Yeah. He said, well, I, I got a new one. You want my old one? I said, yes, I do. So I thought it was going to be one of these pancake um, little couple gallon uh, uh, compressor. No, 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 no. This is a Campbell Housefield 20-gallon professional cast iron 
compressor. Nice. This is a big dog, man. We had to wheel it down to the house. Yeah. So I went today and I got a new um I got a new hose for it and I got a uh 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 Brad nailer because I got some things I need to do around the house. Yeah. I am so looking. I'm going to drain the oil out of it this week and I'm going to change the oil and I'm going to get that thing up and running and we're going to be doing some Brad nail. And here's the thing, ladies, if you buy your husband, if you buy your husband a Brad nailer, a chainsaw or a label maker, get ready because he's going to use it. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James show. News talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hi, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you along with us on this Friday night. It's a yucky, horrible Friday night as well. All right, let's go to, do you have it ready, uh, Will? Uh, her, uh, th- there you go. You know by the theme music, our only caller with her own theme music from Malden. It's Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? Hi, Charlie. I missed you. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, I recovered from surgery, and then I got a promotion at work. uh, So I heard you talking about earlier about your 20-pound bag of dog food that you got got asked to help out. (laughs) 20-something-year-old girl asked me if I needed help carrying a 20-pound bag of dog food. Well, Made me feel bad. We're required to do that. Don't you you know how much that hurts? That hurts. Know, but we, ha- we, we have to ask anybody with anything over 20 pounds. Probably insurance regulations, right? <laughs> I don't know. It I think probably it's customer is. service. Uh, okay. All right. But no, no, no. Let's get to, let's get to like yeah. some uh, facts here. So what do you think about what's going on in Texas with... Yeah. Uh, Governor Abbott uh, basically banning the wow. feds from uh, certain uh, areas there in Eagle Pass. I think it's a good idea, and I think it's long overdue. I think it's long overdue, and I think all the other border states should follow us. I do, too. I do, too. It's exactly exactly what I said. I mean, here's what I think. I think we're going to come to a showdown between the federal government and the states. I do, too. And I I think that's going to happen. I think that's long overdue. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Long overdue. And, uh, okay, so what about, I love this woman. I think she is an icon. Marjorie Taylor Greene is yeah. like my hero. Yeah. What What do you think about all this Hunter Biden stuff, especially when she went to call him out and he walked out of the courtroom and she's like, are you afraid of my words? Yeah. And then, of and course, now, you, you had Nancy May saying that he didn't have any balls. But do you know why he did that, Melissa? Do you know why Hunter Biden was in Congress the other day? Go ahead. It was for video for his upcoming documentary. Yeah, I can see that. But could you yeah. see how high he was? I, I, I don't notice. Literally. Oh, well, I, I looked at his eyes and he looked high as a shot, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he was there. It was a publicity stunt. We knew that. And then we found out that he's uh, they're going to use that video in his upcoming documentary. That's why he was there. Wow. Well, that's yeah. news. Yeah, he is, well, he is a piece of uh, work, for lack of a better word. Yeah, I taught a POS. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. That's exactly what he is. Yes, you are right well, about that. One, uh, one other thing, Charlie, before I let you go. 
So Donald Trump's leading for 2024. Um, this Iowa caucus, oh, my God, the weather. Yeah. What it's are gonna we going to do about that? Well, it doesn't I matter. Mean, what did you say? It was like 40-something below? It's going to be 45 earlier? degrees below zero uh, with a windshield factor. It's not, That's not going to matter. Donald Trump is still going to win that, that caucus. I mean, yes, it's oh, going to yeah. be it's going to be low voter turnout, but it doesn't matter. I mean, the voters that are going to be there, uh, they're going to vote for Donald Trump overwhelmingly over Nikki Haley. I think so. Well, so, thank God yeah. we got to get this we got to get this country back on track because I'll tell you what, like me and my husband both every day are like nervous. I mean, he he's a manager and he's supposed to go to a regional thing every single year. In Texas, well, this yeah. year he refuses to go because, I mean, the illegal immigration thing. Oh, yeah. Everything that's going on. Like, he's, you know, he he told his company, look, I'm not going to fly, and I'm not going to go into a city where it's been overloaded by illegals yeah. and not be able to get back to my family. No, I understand. So, I understand. That's well, really scary. There you go. All right, Melissa, I appreciate you calling in. But what does Nikki Haley say about the illegal immigrants? She said it is not nice to call them illegal but let's keep in mind these people that are wanting to come here they want to come for a better life too no they have kids too they have a heart too they so we don't need to be disrespectful we don't need to talk about them as criminals they're not they're families that want a better life yeah no uh that was that might have been true 20 years ago nikki that might have been true 15 years ago But now they get to our border with the permission, the permission of the cartels. It's the cartels that are running our border. It's not the federal government. It's not the Border Patrol. It's not Mayorkas. It's the Mexican drug cartels that are running this country. And comments like that do not help. Do not help. Amazing. All right. Uh, GS Plumbing Talk Line 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line 71307. Well, Johns Hopkins. Oh, my gosh. These people. Johns Hopkins uh, put out a list of uh, privileges. They had a privilege list. And now they have had to come back and retract it. This is from John. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't have a time right now, but we'll tell you about that coming up in the next segment. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.